All right, Clanton. You called down the thunder, well now you got it. You see that? It says United States Marshal. What? Please don't kill me, please. please. Take a good look at him, Ike. Because that's how you're going to end up. The cowboys are finished, you understand me? I see a red sash. I killed a man wearing it. So run, you cur. Run! Tell all the other curs the law's coming. You tell them I'm coming. And hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! Hey, what is up, everybody? My name is Jake, and welcome to another episode of The Rotten Pea. Uh, a podcast where four event, four friends reviewing movies you absolutely should have already seen. I'll get through it eventually. I'm here with some of my friends. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? I'm Tyler, and uh, I'm surprised this rotten pee thing is still surviving. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's all about the rotten pee. I'm Scott, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> and I'm Zach. <laughs> well, uh, super excited to, to be back, and... Um, I, I personally love this movie, so I'm excited that Jake nominated it. Yeah, I'd never seen it, uh, and we were picking what movies we wanted to do, and I really wanted to watch a Western, but I thought I wouldn't make these guys watch another movie from the 60s or 70s. So I put down this one, even though I'd never seen it, and I was a little disappointed, if I'm honest, but I guess we'll get yeah, more into that. I kind of wish that you had made us watch uh, a Western from the 60s. We'll get there eventually. I definitely don't. I would have picked this movie if if Jake. Yeah, I, I like this movie too. Um, little bit of facts about this one. Uh, it was uh directed by uh George Cosmatos, but actually it's kind of funny. This movie sort of had three directors. So it had an original director, uh Kevin Jair, who is the writer. Um, and then they actually the studio actually kind of fired Jair from being the director and brought in George Cosmatos. Uh, but even though he's the director, uh, all of the cast uh, pretty much said when this came out, like he was really the director in name only. He just kind of kept everything organized. The real like effectual director was actually Kurt Russell. Really? Yeah. So he uh, like he directed the actors uh, and, uh, you know, George Cosmatos was just the, the credited director. I mean, he got paid as a director as well, but uh, he he really only did uh, like um, administrative type director work. It was uh, it was uh, Kurt Russell who was the the, the real like uh, visionary behind this movie. Hmm. Um, did George Cosmatos come up with the idea by looking at the stars? <laughs> he did. Yeah. The, the in fact uh, the the very popular movie uh, Cosmos. Mm. Uh, is actually just about him. That makes sense. <laughs> it adds up. Math is good. Uh, this was uh, another Christmas movie. We've been do- we've done a lot of Christmas movies. Uh, this was really every time you say that, I think like you're saying it's about Christmas. <laughs> There's <laughs> like, snow at some when? point. <laughs> y- you don't remember the them celebrating Christmas the entire time. Uh, this was uh, released on December fourth, Christmas Eve in 1993. Uh, it did not do great. It did uh, $56 million in box office uh, out of a budget of $25 million. So it doubled its investment, uh, which is good, but in movie terms, it's not great. Um, it uh, This is like super hilarious. The only real nominations, the only nominations for any awards that it got were MTV awards. Huh. 
And it was just Val Kilmer got two nominations. I think he was the most enjoyable part of the movie for me. So I'll be your Huckleberry. I don't think that's what he says at all. Yeah, I'm your Huckleberry. You got Huckleberry, right? I'll be your Huckleberry. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, The other guys gave this a 73%, uh, which even though I love this movie, like personally, it's like in my personal top five. Um, it's not uh, a good movie. Like, it's not well done. Uh, and so I, I think I agree with that. I think I was expecting more also because we were, when we did Braveheart and you guys were like, oh, I watched two movies when I was a teenager a bunch of times, Braveheart and Tombstone. And I was like, okay, well, this is, should be as good as Braveheart, right? <laughs> well, uh, I, and I just, that's just a connection I made and maybe I shouldn't have. I don't think that we were watching Braveheart as teenagers because we thought that, we were breaking down like plot analysis and, uh, you know, evaluating the acting. I think we were saying we just enjoyed it. Yeah. I guess I just made an assumption I shouldn't have made, <laughs> but that was another reason why I was like, Oh, well I could watch a movie like that. Yeah. You went in with just too high expectations. Yeah. Yeah. I did too. I, uh, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of people that love this movie. And so I kind of expected it to be like, uh, I guess just a good movie, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's. I would call this uh, an essential man movie, uh, mm-hmm. but I would not call this like, oh, this is a really like good like film. Like a well-made movie. Yeah, it's not a good film. Yeah, I thought that this would be like one of the like West, and maybe it still kind of is, but like one of those like uh, like Western have to see movies, you know? Well, that's tricky because there's like really. Like all of the Western have to see movies, uh, they're racistly referred to as spaghetti westerns. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, yeah. At least are. Uh, yeah, I, I would say uh, a, a a huge majority, but it's because they were uh, created by um, Italians, like mm-hmm. not in well, Italian, but the uh, Italian directors, writers, and directors. The spaghetti westerns, like they shot low budget movies in Italy, right? Yeah. They took them that. that yeah. So it's impressive that they're the best ones. Yeah. Uh, well, they're, I don't, I don't, I probably wouldn't personally say they're the best ones or like objectively say they're the best ones, but uh, huge, uh, like people uh, who are big fans of Western movies would say that they're their favorites. Mm. Yeah. That's like, it been, I guess, a lot of my experience with Western movies. And that's what, I was hoping to get into, but then at the same time, there have been ones that have come out recently that I really liked. Like I loved the hateful eight, mm-hmm. which is Kurt Russell's in that. And I thought he was great because I was watching this movie and I was a little disappointed. And I was like, I don't feel like Kurt Russell's very believable as badass cowboy. But then I was like, wait, no, he totally is when I watched the hateful eight. So yeah, there's something else that I haven't been able to put my finger on yet yeah. about why I couldn't get into this. Well, uh, you were the nominator and also a late bloomer. Yeah. Uh, so I think this was the first time that happened for us. It is. Too. Yeah. That's uh, unprecedented. Uh, but happy it happened. Somebody had to do it first, right? I've, I've always the late bloomer. Might as well pick one, you know? Yeah, one absolutely. Absolutely. Zach, Zach gave the first 10 and Jake was the first to uh, nominate a movie he had never seen before. Went in blind. Yeah, I, I really, I knew nothing about this except for that I had heard of White Earp and I had heard about the gunfight at the OK Corral and that's about it. I didn't know what was going to happen. 
Well, since uh, we really like don't have like a whole lot of like nominators feedback to do, we'll just kind of jump into our late bloomers, which was Zach and Jake. Oh, I'm sorry. Before we do, I mean, we can get Scott and I's. No, usually, so you guys not going to give yeah. feedback. Yeah, Scott, what are your thoughts about Tombstone? Yeah, I mean, I I really like Tombstone. For me, it's um, probably in my top two westerns. Um, What's the other one? Uh, I r- I really love the movie Open Range. Uh, it's it's one of my favorites. Open Range my is probably in my top fifteen all time movies. Yeah, I don't I don't um, even know if I've heard of that movie. I don't think I have either. Who's in that? Uh, uh gosh, what's, what's his name? There's a what's his. Yeah, I'm so bad with actors. I, I'm not, but I'm blanking on his name. Uh, he was also in The Apostle. He was in uh, um, Deep Impact. Uh, there's there's a few. Uh, Kevin Costner. I'm looking yep. at it right now. No, not. Well, Kevin Costner's in it, but that's not who we were thinking of. Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. Yeah. That's, that's who we were thinking, thinking of. of. Robert Duvall. Diego um, Luna is also in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a few big actors in it. Uh, but yeah, it's just a, a really cool story. But we're not talking about that one. We're talking about Tombstone. So yeah, I'll I'll go back to Tombstone. Um, yeah, I I really like Tombstone. Uh, it's I, I think uh, a fun time. I think sure, there's times where like characters aren't quite believable. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I just really enjoy the movie. I really like Doc Holliday's character. He's probably my favorite part of the whole movie. Same. Uh, I actually. After watching this movie, I watched this as a kid. Uh, so for me, I just have so much nostalgia attached to this. Um, I watched this as a kid, and I went as Doc Holliday and or Wyatt Earp uh, for Halloween like three years in a row. Like I think I went Doc Holliday, Wyatt Earp, back to Doc Holliday. Um, I was obsessed. I had like the duster, you know, the you know flat brimmed hat, whole nine yards. Um, I. The thing that I love about this movie, uh, for me personally, it's really two things. One is, um, like, some of the lines. Like, some of these lines that are in this movie are just so iconic and have stuck with me for years. And they're things that, like, the, you know, uh, I'm your Huckleberry uh, or you're a Daisy if you do. uh, Things that Doc says that they're just so transcendent. Like, they, you know, people who don't know people who haven't seen tombstone know i'm your huckleberry Mm -hmm. uh and so uh i I don't mean to say all people i'm just saying people who there are people that was that's just an expression though right uh well it was an expression that was uh created in this movie i i don't think you're right about that okay um I've, i've never heard that expression before and i'd never heard it before this movie either well, I'll look it up while Tyler keeps talking. So I can't say one way or the other. Uh, it was attributed to Doc Holliday, but uh, there's no historical record that Doc Holliday ever said that. Um, so anyway, uh, and like for most people, like it, like it's assumed that it's referring to uh, Huckleberry Finn. Uh, that you know, no, it's a uh, uh, Huckleberry. No, it's widely assumed that it's referring to Tom Sawyer in the in the Mark Twain sense, book. Like that in the like Mark Twain book, Tom his Sawyer, friend. his best friend is Huckleberry Finn, and so the expression is assumed to associate with like I'm your man, like because Huck was Tom's like best friend. That would make more sense than I'm your 
literal huckleberry. No, so, I think there was some sort of expression yeah, being so. like, I, it's a, like a huckleberry outside <laughs> of my ability. Yeah, so and the, so I have the hu- phrase here. Yeah. It's a huckleberry over my persimmon was used to mean a bit beyond my abilities. And so I'm your huckleberry's way of saying that one is just the right person for a given job. Okay. Do you have entomology on that? Like when it was... Uh, I don't. Let me. I can actually click on the link. That was just like the. I don't think this blurb. is that important to the movie. Anyway, it's really not. <laughs> but Jake's. Uh, oh, I just needed to got be a bugaboo about needed it. Needed to be so, right. Uh, anyway, uh, I love this movie. Uh, there are a lot of things in it that are just very like iconic, memorable, um, and uh, yeah. So we'll jump into late bloomers. Uh, Zach, what did you uh, what did you think? Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was fine. Um, I didn't really. It didn't really evoke any really sort of feelings for me. Um, whereas even uh, Independence Day kind of evoked feelings of frustration, maybe, mm. or just like amusement, like dumb amusement. This just. It, I honestly, I can hardly even remember what happened in it right now. It just left such a little um, impression on me. Um, I thought it was okay. I thought it was similar to Independence Day where it felt like very high stakes situations, but the stakes didn't feel high, if, if you know what I mean. Um, I kind of had a feeling from the get-go that why it would be the one to kind of save the day and survive and that he'd probably lose a friend or two on the way, and that's exactly what happened. Um, it also suffers a little bit from being uh, a true story. That's true. Um that is true. Uh, so I guess you can't really help with that. But, um, yeah. Um, oh, man, I lost my train of thought. I thought it was just okay. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll jump into the, the play-by-play here. Um, we, uh, we open up with uh, uh, introducing uh, us to uh, Curly Bill. Yeah. I, I was trying to remember how it started just now. Uh, yeah. It, that's the... They, I guess they go through and they kind of talk for a while. And yeah, yeah. The This gang of outlaws, I don't remember how they started, called the Cowboys. That's right, yeah. In Arizona, kind of near Mexico, I guess, because we open up in Mexico at a wedding. Yeah. Where some cowboys, where somebody had killed some cowboys. Well, Tombstone is is very southern Arizona. It's, uh, it's just, uh, I believe it's just east of, like, Sedona area, southeast, a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so very southern. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they we are introduced to our our villains, and they shoot up a wedding in yeah. Mexico. Well, because the groom uh, killed a couple of cowboys. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were. Uh, I, I think presumably they were trying to steal from him, and he killed him. I think so. I and think. so, uh, Curly Bill, uh, the leader of the cowboys, comes back to retaliate, and uh, comes back at his wedding, kills him, and then it looks like they defile the poor wife. Yeah, and then they just all sit around and laugh and eat the wedding feast. Yeah, they have <laughs> all their food. Yeah, and and kill the priest. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, so really, like Curly Bill is is the, uh, um, you know, he's the leader of the gang, but the the person that is very clearly like the the more uh, villainous uh, is Johnny Ringo. Uh, and we kind of get inter- introduced to his brutality a little bit and just his cool demeanor uh, and like casual demeanor toward uh, life, his own and other humans. Mm-hmm. He he feels like more 
he knows exactly what's happening and he has it all figured out in his in his mind. Like he he's, seems more devious. Yeah. Versus uh, Curly Bill just seems kind of like a shoot him up, do whatever is happening in the moment. Whereas Ringo seems very much like calculated and knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, I, I think I'd agree with that. Yeah, I guess I I'm trying. I feel like I forgot the opening very much. <laughs> <laughs> I remember what what I remember starting. And we get into. I mean, I remember now. We talked about it. We get into uh, Wyatt Earp. Yeah, re- and- retired from law being a law man and he comes into tombstone to strike his fortune. Yeah. So he, he gets his brothers together. Uh, he retires and, and gets his brothers together, uh, to, to go out to, to tombstone and try and, uh, try and strike it rich. And so they, uh, they kind of come off the train together and we get introduced to, to each of them, uh, Wyatt, Morgan and Virgil. And then they had a really weird moment where they all stood with their wives and just looked in the mirror <laughs> or looked at a shop window. I don't even think it was a mirror. <laughs> Why well, did they well they were looking at their reflections. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It just it felt like they were posing for a picture. No, like, look at us. And they stood there for a while. I was like, is there a cameraman? Yeah, it was really it like felt like it was supposed to be significant when nothing was really happening. It was an odd scene. Yeah. I think they I were think just kind of like I think it was just uh conveying that this is uh, a novel concept to like them. Like a new uh, a start of a new era for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we have them uh, going from that train station, which I'm assuming is is probably Sedona. Uh, then they, you know, get on a wagon and a couple of horses and ride into Tombstone, which is uh, at this point uh, they have, you know, it, it's kind of a, a you know one horse town a little bit that's on the rise. Yeah, and they're kind of doing all this to whispers around Wyatt because he's, I guess, legendary lawman now. Yeah, he had been famous, and everybody kind of knew who he was yeah. already. Uh, also, at this point, uh, we kind of like flash aside. Uh, we get introduced to Doc Holliday, played by Val Kilmer, uh, who it sounds like we all agree was the best part of the movie, probably. Yeah, I he was my favorite part. Like the only parts I feel like I actually enjoyed were parts with Doc. Yeah, yeah, same here, Tyler. You had kind of mentioned that like a lot of the iconic lines came from Doc. I think he was my favorite one to watch, um, and he for sure gave like my favorite dialogue throughout the whole movie. Oh yeah, I loved. Uh, I really enjoyed like the grandiose, just kind of dramatic way he formed his sentences. Yeah, and I think that was whereas the rest of the characters just felt on even Wyatt to an uh, to an extent just felt kind of unmemorable. Um, this and Curly Bill were like the two characters I, I enjoyed watching. Like when they were on screen, I was kind of just, they pulled my interest a little bit more than anyone else was able to. So uh, the, the uh, woman who wrote um, Gone with the Wind uh, was actually uh, um, Doc Holliday's uh, relative, cousin. And uh, she based the the main character uh, loosely on her cousin, on Doc. Is that the cousin that, I guess, skipping way ahead to the end of the movie, but when, when Doc talks about being in love with his cousin? Uh, I don't <laughs> think so. Um, but I don't know. He says, I, I have no memory of that. He says that? He says he likes her, right? He he, yeah, he he was in love with his cousin. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but that she went and joined a convent is what he You're says right. at the at the the last line of the movie. But anyway, uh, and so like that Doc Holiday uh, like 
sort of attitude that Val Kilmer has was like a, a lot of people agree. Like it was probably pretty close. Like at least the, like the way that he talked, um, like n- from his accent to like the way that he spoke, um, the way they formed his sentences, he was a pretty educated guy. Uh, he, he was a dentist. That was why everybody called him doc, uh, and left that life. Interesting for somebody called doc. He, who does not care about his health. In the slightest. I was yeah. just going to say, he, is, uh, he was really bad at social distancing. <laughs> Dying of tuberculosis and he smoking def- and drinking himself. To and death. kissing his girlfriend. He definitely had the COVID, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is co- tuberculosis contagious? There's a stage where it is contagious? It's and then it, I think it's not? It, when it's active, it can be really contagious. Okay. It's, uh, this was a time, though, when we knew so little about tuberculosis. Like that it could have been, <laughs> and he did not know. And he had no idea. Basically, if you have symptoms, it's it's contagious. Yeah. And he looked like he had <laughs> some serious symptoms. He looked symptomatic the entire movie, pretty he, much. He was sweaty, sweaty and pale. Entire- <laughs> 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 he was so sweaty the whole movie. So this is actually kind of funny. Uh, a lot of that was, you know, like water sprayed on him to play it up. But the uh, like one of the few uh, things that Kevin Jer, the the writer, one of the few things that he really like was pushy about was uh, that the actors had to wear authentic wool costumes. Oh, in Arizona, and uh, Val Kilmer uh, in an interview one time was talking about how uh, the theater scene when they're they're in the theater and the cowboys are like shooting in the theater and everything like that. Um, that it was 135 degrees in there. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that like he saw a thermometer and it was 135 degrees Fahrenheit and oh he's in gosh. wool. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I think, I think Val Kilmer was actually sweating through most of the movie. How did they get everybody else to look dry? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. It, yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. It wasn't so much that they were making him look sweaty. They were just wiping the sweat off everyone else. That's crazy. <laughs> For that effect. You know, it's funny. We're you're talking about the theater. It just made me think of a thought I had during the movie. It felt like, I, I, it felt weird like I was watching a play or almost in a Western-themed restaurant watching the movie. I think that's why I couldn't get into it. Like, like even Kurt Russell looked weirdly made up like he was going on stage for a theater. Like, he had, like, eyeliner. I don't know. Yeah. It threw me off. There probably was too much makeup on all of them, although uh, those were all real mustaches. That's uh, That's impressive. (laughs) I think those it's impressive too. Yeah, those were great mustaches. Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of mustaches in the whole movie. Like there's no way, like obviously he's, he still wears it and no one will ever be able to pull off Sam Elliott's mustache. But even Kurt Russell's mustache was tremendous. A yeah. It's a solid stash. Uh, I told Scott when we were watching it, I was like the, the only mustache that I might be able to pull out, pull off out of all these guys is docs. Cause Val Kilmer's mustache was pretty thin. Yeah. He had that. And then he had the little, the little pointy flavor little saver. Yeah. Well, or yeah. Flavor saver. Uh, so anyway, uh, Wyatt right off the bat, uh, in tombstone, we're back in tombstone. Wyatt right off the bat, uh, you know, gets them a quarter stake at the Oriental, uh, by going in and beating the crap out of Billy Bob Thornton, that was Billy Bob. Yeah, there were so yeah. many. There were so many people in this where it was uh, like I wasn't expecting to see, and they just kind of pop up. Yeah, Billy Bob. We got a 
uh, Terry who, O'Quinn. Yeah, a guy who plays John Locke. John Locke. Yeah. yeah. Who was he? He was, he was the mayor. mayor. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't even recognize him. Yeah, no, he John Locke was. He the actually mayor. looked the exact same too. Billy, <laughs> I, know, I don't. Right? I guess I just wasn't ready. He doesn't for age. It. He's still skipping around. On Billy that Bob one. looked way younger. It was hard for me to recognize yeah. him. Well, and he was, he was fat. He was bigger. <laughs> he was fat. Uh, yeah, that was I why only, I didn't recognize him. I only recognized his voice. Yeah. Uh, so he uh, Wyatt goes in, and we kind of start to see right real right here the kind of man that Wyatt is. Uh, so he walks up to Billy Bob, who's just being obnoxious and driving away all the good customers. And uh, he's just egging him on to, like, pull his gun and, and try and fight him. And, and Wyatt Earp's not carrying a gun anymore, I think is no. what he said, right? Yeah, he was not carrying a gun at that time. Uh, he was just uh, just a very, like, confrontational, in-your-face kind of character. And uh, he ends up, like, slapping Billy Bob around. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, by the way, I, we're calling him Billy Bob is Johnny Tyler was the, the character's name. Um, Billy Bob sounds like a more Western name though than Johnny Tyler. <laughs> uh, and he's, you know, slaps him around and then grabs him by the ear and throws him out and says to the owner slash barkeep says, what do you think? Milt 25% of the house takes sound about right. Yeah, and he does something in this scene that he does several times. And, like, I feel like the bad guys in this movie were just such pushovers that he just takes guns out of their belts and smacks them with it. <laughs> and they just, are, they just run away. <laughs> well, I think they're just trying to, like, draw up uh, the legend, the legend yeah. Yeah, of, uh, of Wyatt. And he says, uh, he says one of my favorite lines, too. He, like, slaps him, and he, Billy starts to bleed a little bit. And he says, like, you going to do something or just stand there and stand bleed? Stand there and bleed. Oh, I love that line too. It was a good I've, line. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, the the brothers are now uh, business shareholders in Tombstone, and and pretty soon they start to acquire more and more. Uh, they you in know the gambling in yeah, the, people through were gambling betting ownership of other places, yeah. and so they were winning like deeds for things. But before we uh, skip too far ahead, I I want to call out right after this scene, uh, just another great moment. Uh, we find out that Doc uh, shows back up, and we find out because uh, Johnny Tyler goes and gets a shotgun. He's walking up to kill Wyatt, and uh, Doc Holiday yells at him, and and uh, you know, says hi to the Earp brothers and uh, Johnny Tyler goes, you're Wyatt Earp. And he's like, Oh, whatever. And they're like ignoring him. And one of my favorite moments is, uh, uh, they're talking doc and the Earp brothers are talking and doc turns to Johnny's like, Oh Johnny, I forgot you were there. You may go now. <laughs> I did that. And then he starts walking away and then, uh, Kurt Russell goes, Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, you can, you can leave that. <laughs> I, he, he sets his gun down. And he's like, you can go now. And he's like, thank you. Yeah, he <laughs> says, thank you. <laughs> he runs away. Oh, man. So great. Uh, so we start to see, though, that the Cowboys have quite a foothold in uh, Tombstone. And uh, this is news to the Earp brothers. But Wyatt seems like he just kind of wants to stay out of the way. Yeah, well, but they have that confrontation with some of the cowboys in the casino and uh what's his name ike is just in wide up space and he's on the law doesn't come around here yeah and law, like, don't, well, law don't go around here law dog and he's like i'm not a law dog anymore <laughs> <laughs> well that's good law dog because law don't go around here yeah, that, i heard you <laughs> 
I hated Ike. Yeah, Ike is the worst. Uh, he's just a, a awful sniveling character. Mm-hmm. Like he he acts big and tough until situations get tough, and then he's just a little scare boy. Yeah. Um, what was I? Where were we going? I forgot. You were talking about the the Cowboys. Well, we, something else and we I just it. are finding out that the Cowboys have a little bit of a foothold. The Earps are starting to make more money and through through their gambling business. And and uh, Wyatt wants to pretty much stay out of it. Like, yeah, he kind of can't be bothered. Like the they're playing pool, and the mm-hmm. mayor comes in and asks him to help, and he's like, "We're busy." Well, the, because because the main uh, guy gets drunk, or Curly Bob. Curly Bill. Curly Bill gets drunk and kills the, the sheriff. sheriff. I thought that was why Wyatt decided to step in. No, I'm that sorry. Was. Right. Why? But that he, was when Wyatt's brother. In. That's when no, Virgil decides to step in. That's when Virgil steps in. But, but even Wyatt before that, Wyatt goes out him? and like fights. He doesn't fight yeah, him, sure. but he like disarms he get, him. Yeah. yeah, he gets he Wyatt is never gonna back down from a fight. He just doesn't want to be a cop anymore. Like he just yeah, he doesn't, doesn't want the position. He it want did the position. seem like a little conf- like he. There's some things where he's so quick to get involved, and then other things where he's like, I'm I'm not gonna get involved. Well, I think he keeps trying to convince himself and everyone around him. Like he's convincing everyone around him in order to convince himself. Like, don't do it. Don't get involved. Don't get involved. But when it comes to the heat of the moment, Wyatt Earp doesn't back down from a fight. Mm-hmm. But Bill didn't even challenge him to a fight. But like he like left the building and went out to get Bill. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the, it was a dangerous situation, and yeah. he's protecting people around him. Um, so this is like kind of like like that is very much like a lot of this movie is over dramatized, but that's very much part of the Wyatt Earp uh, legend and reality. Um, sort like pseudo famously, uh, years later after Wyatt Earp IRL moved to LA, uh, he was an old man. He was, uh, he was just a few years before he died. Um, he actually stopped a convenience store from being held up. Like he was in a convenience store that was being held up and he beat the crap out of the robber. That's the, the craziest thing about this movie. Like the thing that shocked me the most was at the end when they're like, he lived in 1929 and he died in LA. And I was like, what? Yeah. No. Yeah. That seems too like the real world. Yeah. No, it is. Uh, yeah. He, uh, he also, uh, he made a, a lot of like bad press in his old age. Um, he was a like guest referee for a title fight boxing match. And uh, he DQ'd one of the people like in the middle of the fight. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, back to the movie, back to fictional Wyatt Earp. Uh, so he, the, and I guess actually I'm going to go back to reality. So Curly Bill really did kill, uh, the sheriff that happened in real life. And in real life, he didn't get charged. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and it was a little bit different as to why, but he killed the sheriff and, uh, in killing the sheriff, uh, the mayor comes to the Earp brothers and asks them to step in. They, they need a new sheriff and uh, they turn him down, but you can see Virgil's already kind of having a hard time with this. And wait, what was the other brother's name? Morgan. Morgan was, he kind of also looked like we're not going to do anything. Yeah. A little bit. I think Morgan, this is true in the movie and in real life. Morgan really always, Morgan was the baby and he really looked up to Wyatt a lot. And really bought hook, line, and sinker into the legend of Wyatt Earp. Um, yeah. Who's the oldest Earp? Is it 
Virgil. It Virgil looked like Burge. Virgil, okay. Of the three of them, yeah. uh, there were other Earp siblings that oh, were, there? were not historically... Movie, yeah. Well, and they just weren't in Tombstone. Like, they, mm-hmm. they, they weren't historically relevant, like Wyatt and Virgil and Morgan, mostly Wyatt, but... You know, speaking of Virgil, has Sam Elliott always been that age? He has. He looks exactly the same today as he did 20 years ago when he was, movie came out. He was born with that mustache and that uh, Marlboro man voice. I don't know how he, I don't know how he did it. <laughs> like he's, he's always been an old man, but he never gets old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Sam Elliott. Oh my gosh. So great. Uh, I, I keep, man, this is going to be boring for some people. This like history lesson I keep giving, but it's pretty cool. You can actually go to Virgil's house in Colton. Hmm. Like, where where he died. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. So it, at the end of the movie, it says that Virgil moved to Southern California where he became a, a local sheriff, a, a small oh. town sheriff. That was Colton, California. Wow, that's not very far. No, yeah, that's that's down the street for us. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty cool. I've been there. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh. Uh, anyway, so uh, they turned down the mayor, but Virgil is just stewing. Uh, and you know, we see the Cowboys ride through again and almost kill a kid and, and you just see him just upset at this whole situation. And, uh, so he decides to take on the job and be the, uh, the sheriff of, uh, Tombstone. Uh, and he makes Morgan his deputy much to Wyatt's chagrin. Yeah. He was, he came, came in furious and he didn't want to get involved and they're like, well, you don't have to get involved. And he just was. Like you were, he was, in, they were involving him just being around it or just being his brothers, right? Yeah, yeah. And he, he just didn't want, he didn't want any part of it. And he really gives like a, I think a look in, you know, uh, a glimpse into the looking glass of why he tells Morgan that uh, when he was a cop, uh, that he only ever gotten one shooting and that he ended up killing a guy. And he said, you don't want that on your conscience. And most historians believe that that's, really like what drove Wyatt to go to tombstone and to leave law. It was just, he, he had a guilty conscience. Um, you know, he, he just had a hard time living with himself. And so he tried to remake himself. Um, but unfortunately just wasn't able to. And then almost right after, uh, fortunately wasn't able to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fortunately for tombstone, unfortunately for the Earp brothers, specifically Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and Verge. Virgil lived. He lost an arm. He didn't lose. He didn't <laughs> lose his arm. I would. Just use I would it. still call it unfortunate that you can't use your arm. I would too, and I. I think Alley Girl would agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, almost immediately after they sign up, there's trouble, mm-hmm. and uh, that's when there's kind of trouble going on behind the OK Corral, and then uh, Wyatt says, "Well, you might as well deputize me," and then he picks up his gun and. They go out to confront him right right immediately after, right? Yeah. Get it? Um, so that, like, 10-inch barrel gun, uh, really, that was, like, a gun that was made, uh, like, they only made a handful of them, and they made them specifically for cops, um, for, like, some famous lawmen. Um, but there's no record that Wyatt Earp ever had one. Uh, he just had a normal gun. But when I was a kid, uh, I was actually at an auction uh, where they sold one of Wyatt Earp's guns, and it went for like a quarter of a million dollars. Wow. <laughs> a ton of money. But that gun just does look so cool. That yeah. enormous long barrel. Like, Question, would you rather have 
a quarter million dollars or Wyatt Earp's gun? Wyatt Earp's gun. Oh, that's tough. Quarter million. I would probably take the quarter million. No yeah, I question. Quarter million. I could buy somebody else's gun with that quarter million. <laughs> <laughs> now, I would rather have Doc Holliday's guns than Wyatt Earp's guns. Mm-hmm. But I would too, but I would still probably take the cash. <laughs> so uh, we have the iconic gunfight at the OK Corral. Well, they walk up first. They're very dramatic walk up. Uh, and there's just like stuff on fire. And I did not know... Like, the way they were talking, the situation did not sound as urgent as buildings on fire and people scrambling away. And then they're walking through, and then Doc just joins in, and there's fires and everything. And everybody's still really calm until they get, like, not really calm, but they don't immediately just start blasting. Yeah, well, I mean, the the biggest thing is that they were disturbing the peace and that for Virgil, uh, that they had guns, which he had made illegal. You couldn't carry a gun in town. And uh, they were packing heat and so Virgil was like no I'm gonna go I'm gonna keep the law and I'm gonna go disarm him and Wyatt was really against this which I think is really weird that afterwards he gets so much heat for it they're like why are you like you did all that caused all that trouble yeah but he was really really fighting against it yeah he didn't want anything to do with it really yeah I didn't understand why that happened or how he ended up getting oh getting all that heat for that at all Jake keeps uh like Every episode at one point, he like moves further and further away from the mic. And then I give him a little hand signal to like actually talk into the mic. So that's what happens. Yeah. I'm not just talking quieter and then louder. We'll, we'll do it live. <laughs> we'll do it live. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the gunfight at the OK Corral as like a moment in history. Um, I just think it's so cool. Uh, but yeah, you're right. That walk up is very like casual and uh, it's funny, uh, Val Kilmer is, like, whistling. You're right. That was improv huh. So was his wink. Really? Yeah, the like, the wink that, like, starts the fight in the movie, that was improvised. He was the best part. He was. He really was. Val Kilmer made the movie. Way to go, Val. Way to go, Val. I don't even think we needed Kurt Russell to direct, P- direct Val. Yeah. He's all <laughs> he, over it. He might not have. He might... <laughs> He, he apparently Val just uh, made his own choices and they worked. Um, but yeah, that the in real life, uh, no one knows who started the gunfight. Like no one knows who fired first. That was kind of an interesting like, is that it moment for me? Where like it's something I'd heard about. Like you know you hear whatever people talk about, and then I was like, oh, it was just like six guys yeah. on either side, and then it was over in like thirty seconds. Yeah, pretty much. And nobody was ducking, just standing up. (laughs) I mean, this is how gunfights worked back then. (laughs) You didn't hide? (laughs) Not really. (laughs) Not a whole lot. I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) I would have got behind something personally. Uh, Well, if you've never done it in life, uh, Zach and I have talked about this quite a bit. Like uh, everyone always makes a big deal about traveling the world to see all the sites. Um, But there's a lot of great things in America that you can go and see. And the historic town of Tombstone is still standing. And uh, you can go see it. I've seen it. It's really cool. The theater is still there. The like, I mean, they they weren't shooting this the theater scene uh, or scenes in the theater, but um, in the actual theater. But the actual theater is there, and uh, it's really cool. There are like bullet holes. Like the the ceiling looks like uh, Swiss cheese. Were they shooting the rest of the movie in historic tombstone? Tombstone. Uh, not really. Okay. Uh, they shot it in Southern Arizona, but mm-hmm. not in Tombstone. Okay. 
Yeah. Did they shoot anything in Tombstone? I don't think so. Mm. I don't know one way or the other, but uh, I've having been to Tombstone, n- it doesn't look anything like the real Tombstone. Why Earp shot some things in Tombstone? <laughs> uh, so did Doc. So did Doc. Uh, yeah, so the gunfight at the OK Corral happens. A little underwhelming for you, Jake? Yeah, I mean, it was so cool. I just, it was, I and it wasn't even this movie's fault because it's just how it happened, but I was just... From something that was so famous, I didn't. I don't understand why it was that famous. Never mind. Uh, sorry, I was like mouthing something to Scott. I couldn't understand. And what you were he, saying. Yeah, he couldn't. Yeah, that's okay though. So uh, now, why it's like fully in the middle of this, and and the cowboys are pissed. Uh, yeah, they vow revenge, and they enact it pretty quickly. Yeah, that day, they uh, they take a shot at. Uh, Virgil, they take a shot at, actually they hit Virgil, I guess, in the arm. Yeah. And then they try to shoot all of their wives, who yeah. I forgot to mention, I did notice how none of them seem to really care about their wives that much because they're all <laughs> just checking out women. For sure. Immediately in front of them. Yeah, infidelity is a pretty big part Wyatt of this Wyatt more than any yeah. of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think infidelity was just a really big part of this time period. It's unfortunate. <laughs> Like, because that was one of the things when they first get into town that the Earp brothers uh, are talking to the sheriff and that the sheriff mentions is that there's 24-hour prostitutes. Yeah, and they <laughs> they didn't, they were looked a little interested in front of the wives, <laughs> you know? There's an aspect of this movie, too, uh, with the actress woman, who Josephine, who ends mm-hmm. up marrying Wyatt, right? Yeah. And it was... Yeah. I was just going to say, you mentioned earlier, Tyler, that like the movie is a little over dramatic and uh, it just, it felt so cliche the way that their relationship kind of played out, how they, she steps off the stagecoach and they instantly lock eyes. And every time they're in a room, they like lock, you know, it just felt so movie. Yeah, it was very movie. And they have their cheesy, like weird, like riding horse scene slash picnic. <laughs> when <laughs> That was so weird. Like I, that whole scene. I hated it. The The dialogue was so clunky. Um, and they're like kind of talking about nothing. And then she's just like, are you happy? And he's like, oh, what do you mean? Am I happy? You know? And it's like, where I've been happy in years. Where's your <laughs> 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 pretty much. Uh, like, is your horse in heat? Yeah. Let's ride it out of him. <laughs> I There's give you so all many. Of that. that is so accurate. All of that is <laughs> clunky and weird. And that is the horse riding scene, the picnic type thing. It is my least favorite part of the movie as well. It yeah, honestly it really was the scene that like kind of led to the downfall. Cause I was, I was kind of into the movie for a while. I was like, I, I like this. Like, uh, it feels so like quintessential Western. Yeah. And then we got to that point. I was just like, Oh man, like I, this just, I can't buy any of this anymore. It feels like bad theater. Yeah, I would say mostly I would blame her for that. Yeah, I hated her. Yeah. I felt so like bad the, for the wife. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did until I realized that she was addicted to opium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just yeah, did not but, care. I mean, she OD. She ended up ODing like a, a year after. She had no su- She had no support system. That's true. That's true. She, <laughs> she definitely had no support system. But uh, so... Uh, Virgil gets shot in the arm and the doctor says he's going to be able to save him, but he's going to lose use of his arm. And then um, I forgot his name again. Morgan. 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 Uh, Morgan gets shot in the back 
when they're in the pool house and he ends up dying. Yeah. And so they, uh, Wyatt goes up to Curly Bill at the funeral and he says, it's done. Like, I don't want any more of this. But then they end up still sending Virgil and all the women away. And I guess he just never sees them again. Uh, well, I mean, not never, but, uh, yeah. Uh, real quick though. I want to give a shout out to, uh, rest in peace, uh, to Bill Paxton. Oh yeah. Who plays Morgan. I forgot oh. about that. He, he, not only did he die in this movie, but he died a couple of years ago, IRL. Yeah. Uh, so shout out, rest in peace. Gone uh, the way of River Phoenix. Gone the way of River Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, what can you do? Die. Die. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Morgan dies and, uh, uh, they, uh, right out of town, they decide let's pack this up and get out of here. Um, but, uh, it was a little bit of a ruse to the Cowboys. And Wyatt stays behind. And as soon as they're leaving, they're going to shoot, uh, Virgil and all of, all of their wives. And then they're like, where's Wyatt? And then he's like, I'm behind you. And then he just kills a bunch of them. Yeah. So, uh, Curly Bill sends, uh, Ike to clean it, clean up the mess. Um, and, uh, interestingly, the guy that, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure this is the actor. Um, the guy that goes with Ike to kind of clean up the mess is actually also named Wyatt Earp and he's Wyatt Earp's fifth cousin. Wow. <laughs> That's that crazy. Of, like crazy. Uh, so yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Wyatt Earp, uh, goes on a tear, a holy tear, uh, with, uh, Turkey Creek Johnson and, uh, Texas Jack and Doc Holliday. This was, uh, the worst part of the movie for me. Really? The ride. They were just riding. They were shooting at nothing. And there was a lot of shots of them just standing on a hill, just shooting at absolutely nothing. Yeah. And it was so weird. I was like, why? Just felt like a lot of, why is this happening? Felt like a lot of filler. Yeah. Like they could have cut all that out. Yeah. And just like maybe showed a few, ride them riding down a few cowboys. Definitely not just like barrels of guns shooting <laughs> nothing. And like, I, I hated it. I, I think, like, uh, I think Tyler, you kind of mentioned earlier, it's like, the, you know, you can't, I mean, I guess you can rewrite history, but it's like, you, you, they couldn't really rewrite history. But at that point, it just, the movie felt over for me. It's kind of like, I know exactly what's going to happen. I know where this is going. No, there's nothing left keeping me here to this movie. I'm, I'm ready for it to end. Yeah. I just realized where I recognized Ike from. Oh. He is the uh the marine general in uh Avatar. Yes. I don't remember Avatar at all. There's also I don't I can't remember anyone's name from this, but uh Sandman from Spider Man three was in this movie too. Yes, he was I don't remember which oh. character he oh. was, but he's one of the cowboys. Mm-hmm. I never saw Spider Man three, so if we're looking for a movie you absolutely should have oh, seen. Oh yeah. Spider-Man 3. You absolutely should never <laughs> have seen it's Spider-Man on the 3. Yeah, don't. Don't watch If you have never seen Spider-Man 3, don't watch it. Count yourself blessed. Did you guys? I saw It was uh, on in the gym once, and I saw about five minutes of it, and I was like, oh. Well, I want to say I, I totally get the montage, uh, why that was kind of disappointing, but I love so much. I've always loved the scene of them pinned down by the cowboys, uh, our, our heroes, our our writers are pinned down and Wyatt just goes no no and he like stands up and walks down into the river no and he just starts killing everyone yeah. like everyone's shooting at him missing well, him I Curly Bill like calls off the shots too and at then one point. and then Curly Bill calls it off to face him off one-to-one uh-huh. one. 
and uh, he blows Curly Bill away. That I did. I mean, I enjoyed that scene. I thought it was entertaining, but there was also the like when he got up, I was like, "What? Yeah, why are you just gonna stand up and get killed?" And I was like, Wait, "Nobody's shooting him." Yeah, they were so accurate for so many parts of the movie, and now they can't hit anything. Now they're stormtroopers. <laughs> well, they even talk about it uh, because um, Doc later on he's like he's down by the river walking on water yeah like where he makes is he? fun of like he did the impossible down by the creek mm. walking on water yeah i did he, i didn't like, care for that scene at all yeah. oh man that's devastating to hear it was entertaining I mean, yeah i love it personally but again i totally own nostalgia it's not good decision making for like filmmaking but i love it also is there any like did, was that based on anything, or did that they just no? That's put it a, in. that's all just that's all fiction. Um, so Curly Bill gets killed, and now we have uh, Johnny Ringo is the the leader of the gang, and uh, in Oops. some uh, foreshadowing earlier in the movie, uh, Curly Bill says, "Oh, geez, like I I might be crazy, but I don't even want to see what it's going to be like when Johnny Ringo runs this outfit, like." And he does, and he kind of steps up the heat a little bit. Yeah, and then um, I guess we I, did we forget to mention that um, him and Huck, uh, Doc Doc Holiday have uh, had a few altercations, and like they have some sort of like rivalry yes. brewing up. And they, they well, they both have a uh, like a, just a rep about them that they're like they're the two quickest draws, right? And so there's kind of like a who's who's better. Val Kilmer actually spent hours and hours and hours uh, practicing his draw, like so that like that could be like his his character really could be that fast, um, but uh, not a lot. I mean, there's some. There's not a lot of history to support the the rivalry between Johnny and Doc, and but you know, I mean, yeah, I I thought it was interesting. It uh, was it was a fun I, story. I liked Doc the best, so anything that brought him more to the front, I was on board with. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so to your point, earlier in the movie, uh, this is uh, uh, not long after uh, Gunfight the OK Corral, uh, Johnny gets drunk and tries to pick a fight with the Earps. And uh, uh, he says, uh, you know, what, none of you... uh, None of you have have it in you to play for blood, and that's when Doc says, "says He's I'm your Huckleberry. I'm your Huckleberry, and he playing for blood's just my game." And you know, I'm not even gonna try to do the accent. Say when, <laughs> uh, and he gets you know, uh, Johnny Ringo gets pulled away by Curly Bill at that point. But uh, now, fast forwarding back to where we were in the movie, Johnny Ringo takes over the gang. Uh, the uh, uh, other actor, Billy Zane. We haven't talked about him yet. Billy Zane's in this movie. Billy Zane dies. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was Billy Zane. Yeah, that was yeah. Billy Zane. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of forgot his Who's character. Billy Zane? The mummy. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has such a nice name for being Emotep. <laughs> uh, Billy Zane gets killed by the Cowboys, uh, and... Uh, around this time, Doc takes a turn for the worse. His uh, lungs are given out. Yeah, and then they uh, they l- have to leave Doc behind. He's they they shelter on some ranch and they give Doc a bed. Hooker's Ranch. Yep. Uh, and they uh, that was their last name. It wasn't a ranch full of hookers. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> there might have been some there. 
just given the state Hooker of the time. seemed like a really good guy though, so I don't think so. Yeah, he thing. seemed like a really nice guy yeah. actually. Yeah. When uh so they they um and then who who gets killed? They bring up a body. The Cowboys bring up a body. I forgot it, who it was. It though. was McMasters. Yeah, yeah. Who's uh, who was riding with them? That. So he was just one of his people. Well, McMasters was the guy that immediately after uh Virgil gets shot uh, McMaster's, uh, Creek Johnson and Texas Jack ride up and, uh, McMaster says, I heard they went after your women. I just want you to know, I didn't have anything to do with that. That's not okay. And why it says brothers to the bone. McMaster's was a cowboy and, and McMaster says not anymore. And he throws the sash on the ground mm. and then rides with them for a period of time. Uh, but he got, you know, for some reason he was on his own and uh, the Cowboys found him, killed him, and uh, drug him back uh, as like a challenge. Uh, and uh, they yell out that uh, Ringo wants to face Wyatt one-on-one. And he'll be up at the Big Oak. Yeah. <laughs> like like everyone's supposed to know where that people is. People just know exactly where. <laughs> and people know where things were apparently back in the day in a way that I can't fathom. <laughs> but. Without GPS, they just knew. Yeah, I don't even know how to get home from here without a GPS. So. <laughs> uh, so, uh, doc is, uh, laid up in bed and, and, uh, Wyatt and him have a heart to heart. And he asks, you know, what, uh, what makes a, a guy like Ringo tick? Doc says, uh, he's, uh, trying to get revenge or, you know, he has that big hole in his heart. Yeah. In the, in the center of him. Yeah. And, uh, he, he's, uh, he's he wants revenge. What? He says, "Revenge for what? Being born." And then <laughs> they also have this moment where he says, "He asks Doc, he's like, I can't beat him, can I?'" And then Doc says, "No." Yeah. But then he goes anyways. Well, I think Wyatt, uh, like Wyatt Earp, the character, uh, once again, he just can't. He doesn't have it in to back down from a fight. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. he's a three on the enneagram. He might be. Yeah, so then Wyatt ends up going, and he's meeting up with his guys, kind of, like, talking about, like, hey, after the gunfire starts, like, I need you guys to just head south, get out of here, like, don't worry about me. Like, he's expecting to die. Oh, yeah. He, he's gearing up for it, but while he's meeting with his guys, Doc apparently was letting on that he was sicker than he actually was, and he went out and he met Ringo. And I love this uh, this shot. I know that, like, once again, I agree that most of the movie is not, like, it's not shot well, doesn't have good dialogue, all that. But when Ringo says, I didn't think you'd show, and then Doc walks out of the shadow into the light with a trail of smoke, like, from his cigarette, like, bro- blowing across his face, and he just says, I'm your Huckleberry. I love that line. I did. I like that part, and I loved that, he had matching outfits with Wyatt. Um, I love that later. So uh, I guess we'll get to that when we get to that. But um, and then why? Oh, I'm sorry. Doc has a standoff with uh, Johnny Ringo, and he ends up killing him. Well, he says uh, he says my fight's not with you, and he says I beg to differ. We started a, gun, a game we never got to finish. Play for blood, remember? And you could see Johnny is like, like, I was just messing around. He's like, oh shoot, I don't want this. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> like I know I can kill Wyatt but I don't know that I can beat Doc in a gunfight. I was just messing around. I wasn't. I wasn't. And then they, they've been throwing this insult at Doc a lot, and I, I didn't realize what they were saying at first. They were calling him Lunger, Lunger. which I guess was because of his tuberculosis. Yeah. But like, 
That's a good insult, I think. <laughs> Just make Your lungs some are bad. Disease, <laughs> infectious disease. That's what. Uh, that's what we. Uh, never mind. I'll, I'll still make the joke, but please don't. That's what we should call uh, all all COVID cases now. Lung ulcers. Oh gosh. <laughs> Too soon. I know. I'm sorry. I knew it was bad, and I. But I wasn't gonna not. You know, I hope that, I that's hope the you worst. get COVID now just because of that. <laughs> so for sure, if lunger. Tyler gets COVID, I'm calling him Lunger. <laughs> I I will welcome it. <laughs> if I get COVID, call me Lunger. I, I would actually wear that as a badge of honor. You should get that tattooed on your body if you get it. <laughs> oh, I will. That's a good idea. That's a great idea. Um, so he kills him. Doc kills Johnny Ringo. Yep. And then Wyatt walks up afterwards. I guess surprised at the gunfire. And then Doc's like, I wasn't as sick as I was leading you to believe. Yeah. JK, I just told you I was dying. Um, <laughs> well, he was that sick, really. He was just dedicated. And I love uh, uh, a little bit earlier, right after the uh, right after the the walking through the river gunfight. Mm-hmm. Uh, this scene. is my favorite line from the movie. This is what I'm going to use for my favorite line. Later. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to say it now. Yeah, you can okay. say it. Um, the... Uh, Texas Jack and Turkey Creek are talking to, uh, to doc and they say, I mean, doc, why are you in this? Like, why are you doing any of this? Uh, you should be, you know, recovering. You're, you're on your last legs kind of thing. And he says, Wyatt Earp is my friend. And, um, Texas Jack says, well, hell, I got a lot of friends. And Wyatt says, or doc says, well, I don't. And, uh, like, I, I think that it really is like, I love, uh, just like, he really is dying, but his loyalty to Wyatt is just so fierce. I forgot uh, about that line, but that is a good line. Yeah, I did. I really liked that. Like that was one of the yeah yeah that was standout one the, moments. Yeah. Um, so they ride off the the last ride of Wyatt Earp and his immortals. As yeah, Doc says, and they they ride off matching outfits and they shake hands on the horse. Yeah, and I just feel like we should do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like we're not really friends until we do. <laughs> you know what? Let's go horseback riding. I I can get us two horses. But I've never ridden a horse before. Well, so. I can teach you how to ride a horse. All right, uh, but uh, we'll have to figure out two other. Once horses again, somehow. you're the late bloomer. <laughs> on horse, is everybody else here ridden a horse? I haven't. Oh, right. I've ridden a horse. Zach, yeah. okay. I feel like in this day and age, it's pretty reasonable to have not ridden a horse. Maybe, yeah. You know, unless you're rich, then I guess you have to ride a horse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> horses like playing, used to like be a poor polo. a poor person thing, and now they're a rich person thing. Yeah, yeah I'd say that's accurate. Uh, maybe not necessarily a rich person thing. Like I wouldn't say that. You know. Uh, like certainly there are a lot of very, very wealthy people in like Norco, California, but I wouldn't say that like Norco is like known for being the richest part of Southern California. And yet everyone has a horse in Norco, (laughs) like at least one horse. That's because they don't have cars. (laughs) It's still a poor person thing there, I guess. (laughs) There's some parts of the world where it's still a poor person. It's just never a middle-class thing. Yeah, I think that's true. Well, uh, yeah, they uh, they clear out all the cowboys. They they break down the entire gang. The last person that they were chasing down was Ike, and like the coward he is, he just takes off the sash and uh, lets it blow away in the breeze, and so they let him go, uh, which I wouldn't have let him go. I would have killed him. I would have shot yeah. him. <laughs> He'd done enough. Then he wouldn't have ruined Pandora for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're on Pandora now. The we we do see the last scene is really you know Wyatt going back for uh, um, Josie Josie the actress Josephine he, uh, Josephine he says goodbye to Doc first but that that's what I was gonna say is what I really count as the last scene of the movie is the goodbye to Doc. Yeah, I think that's. I would have liked it if it would have been over there. Yeah, me too. Uh, he, uh, you know, was visiting Doc in the sanitarium, and and Doc tearfully says, "If you've ever loved me, if you've ever cared about me, please leave now," because he knows he's he's dying in that moment, and uh, he just doesn't want Wyatt to see him die. Uh, and so Wyatt leaves him, and. Um, Doc looks at his toes and says, well, isn't this funny? And dies. Hmm. Yeah, and that's... Uh, that's true, by the way. That's that. Those were Doc Holliday's last words. Why was it funny to see his toes? It, no one knows what, he, what was going through his head, but those were Doc Holliday's last words. He looked at his toes and said, why isn't this funny? And died. Why isn't this funny? He said, well, like, like why well, isn't like, well, this funny? Well, isn't like, this well, funny? Well, well, well. Yeah, like, well, well, well. Well, isn't this funny? Well, I think his word was why. He says why, why, but like well. Isn't this funny? Like, Like, because that was an old way of speaking. Got it. Like, why aren't you cute? Why aren't you adorable? Like, it's a very Southern way of talking. I Mm -hmm. guess it's not even that old. People in the South still talk like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, yeah, it's a very Southern expression. Um, But... Uh, yeah, I love this movie. I love the friendship between White and Doc. At the very uh, end, they're like, they have all the kind of like end title cards, like White and Josephine went and lived happily ever after. And like, this guy did this, Virgil went here. And the one for Wyatt's ex-wife is just like, she died of a drug overdose. And like, they just kind of <laughs> skip over. Shortly after. <laughs> yeah, like there's no and remorse she... about it or anything. Like... <laughs> She's definitely the main villain of this movie. I, I Did he even know that she died? Like, I feel like she just left and he was like, okay, I don't care about her anymore. Yeah. Like, he didn't get divorced. Her, he didn't care that she died. Her representation in this movie is so bad. Um, I feel really bad for her, like her real life person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, she lived a pitiful life for sure. <laughs> Uh, and I mean, as much as I glorify this movie, anyone living during this time lived a pretty pitiful life. Yeah. (laughs) Like, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Robert Mitchum, actually the narrator, we only hear his voice at the beginning and the end. Um, iconic Western star. Um, he was actually supposed to be, he was originally supposed to be cast to be the, the sheriff, uh, who dies. Oh, um, but he, he couldn't do it. So I'm, I'm not sure why, but, uh, I guess not Westerns necessarily just iconic actor. Uh, but anyway, uh, one thing that I failed to mention about my love for this movie that I just wanted to make sure I included before we jump into our sort of closing stuff. Um, I think one of the main reasons why I've always loved this movie is Kurt Russell in general kind of reminds me a little bit of, but especially this character of Wyatt Earp reminds me so much of my dad, Hmm. like so much of my dad. And uh, so I think I've just always really like looked up to Wyatt from this movie as a character um, because like it's felt like a, a connection point 
between like me and my dad and the way that like we all like idolize and heroify our, our fathers um, and, or that most of us do. And uh, as people, I mean, and uh, yeah, so I just wanted to give, uh, I don't think he listens, but I wanted to give a shout out to my dad for being my real life Wyatt Earp. Just send it to him. I mean, I will. I'm going to tell him about this, but I don't think he listens he to the podcast right listen. now. Come on, Chad. <laughs> and he's now the the sheriff of Riverside County. So, I mean, just even more so for me. True. He's always been Wyatt Earp. Uh, all right, guys. Favorite parts, favorite lines. Zach, let's start with you. Uh, I don't think I have a favorite part. Um. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just, I, That's another first. <laughs> So much about this movie is not memorable to me. Um, favorite line is probably the, uh, you going to do something or just stand there and bleed? I like that scene. That was before that the movie went downhill line. for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was before Josephine tanked it for you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Scott? Uh, uh, the favorite line that we just kind of just talked about just a m- moment ago is uh, Doc saying that he doesn't have many friends and that's why he's in it. Yeah. Um, as far as favorite parts, e- every scene that has Doc. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, for favorite parts, I guess I guess Doc was my favorite part. But fa- favorite lines, I forgot to mention this, and I meant to. I don't know if Kurt Russell just uh, is puts in his contract that he gets to say, oh, hell, once in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> but he said it, and I was like, that's just... It just seems like Kurt Russell. Would you shut that dog up? <laughs> shut that dog up. Uh, yeah. He says, that's actually my favorite part. <laughs> I love how oh, right when his brother is dying, he's so infuriated that that dog is just <laughs> yelping. Get her out of here and somebody shut that dog up. <laughs> that was my favorite line. The, the awe hell was pretty good. That was uh, when uh, uh, Doc asks, uh, what would Wyatt do if Josephine walked in right then? And he says, well, I'd ignore her. And Doc says, I'll remember you said that. And he like clinks his glass and he's like, what are you talking about? And he turns around and everyone's clapping and she walks in. He, he just camera just directly on his face. Just, ah, oh, hell. Yeah. I, uh, I love that part. I don't know. It made me laugh. Tickled me. Guess so. I'm cheating on I, my wife tonight. <laughs> 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 what can I do about it? <laughs> I don't she's know. Here. Not cheat on your wife with this woman, <laughs> but she's in front of me. Uh, my and not favorite high on opium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part is definitely the uh is the uh f- gunfight between uh Doc and Johnny. Um I just love that so much. The the whole sequence I just love. Um and uh I would say that my favorite line uh is probably um uh, gosh, I just like drew a blank on everything in life right now. Uh, I would say that my favorite line in the movie is probably, uh, you're a daisy if you do. Um, and then like doc falls it up with at the gunfight, the okay corral and with Johnny Ringo. Uh, he says, you ain't no daisy at all. He says to, to Ringo, but, uh, you're a daisy if you do is the, like, that's historically actually what doc holiday said during the gunfight at the okay corral. Uh, is it came down to him and one other person and everyone else was just kind of, you know, standing back and uh, Doc just sort of opens himself up and says, you're a daisy if you do, <laughs> and then kills the guy. Um, I just, I've always loved that line. 
I say it sometimes to people. If you're a Daisy, if you do. Jake, have you done any more work on our uh, our rating system over the last week? Always. I get home from work, and then I do this. Except for I stay home and work now. Oh. So I just stay home. I just switch computers. Okay. And I'm on it. Well, well uh, we're so grateful. Computers. Well, because if I did, then the company I worked for would own it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that, that yeah, we can't That's work. obvious. We can't let this workplace on our, our proprietary system. That makes sense. Got to switch. Yeah. I'm not a coder, well, so... Uh, well, in any sort of work, any work that you, any intellectual property that you do while working is owned by the company that you work for. Even if you are doing something for yourself, which you would know if you paid any attention to uh, Silicon Valley. So, you know. True. Oh, we lost Zach for a second. He's back. All right. Well, our proprietary rating system, it's time to rate uh, Tombstone. Uh, Scott, let's start with you. I'm going to give it 7.9 huckleberries. <laughs> Jake? I'm going to give it six and a half aw hells. <laughs> that was the reason I brought that up, because I want to say that. <laughs> Zach? I give it uh, six fat Billy Bob Thorntons. And I'm going to give this uh, 7.1 uh, dogs that need to be shut up. <laughs> That's too many. Someone shut that dog up. <laughs> All right. Well, this movie, not surprising to me, uh, was a 69% on Rotten Potatoes. Nice. So the other guys gave it a 73. We were a little bit <laughs> under, but uh, 69% on Rotten Potatoes. So not bad. Another one for the books, guys. Yep. All right. Well, you can uh, connect with us uh, on social media at Rotten Potato Pod. Uh, Instagram and Twitter. Check that Instagram for those sweet, sweet memes and uh, awesome polls about the movies that we're doing. Uh, we'd love to have you engage with us. And uh, until next week when uh, we're going to do my movie, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, my favorite movie of all time. Mm, um, sorry. It's okay. You kind of stepped on me a little bit. Yeah. But More than a little bit. I thought you had forgotten. No. Uh, my favorite movie of all time, Dead Poets Society. Uh, all right. Well, Zach, do you have any uh, final thoughts for us? I'm just glad. <laughs>